Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. I am Shari Reynolds and I have a couple of different general conference talks that I want to share with you. One is from Meryl J. Bateman from October 1992, Coming Unto Christ by Searching the Scriptures and A Personal Relationship with the Savior, James E. Faust, October 1976. Both of them are incredible and I'm super excited to be sharing them. And Scriptures comes from 3rd Nephi chapter 6 and it talks about the pride. They experienced a few years of wonderful peace and then the pride began to enter in and pride came because well they were being so prosperous and doing really well and what happens we begin to forget where we came from we began to forget the blessings that were given to us by our father in heaven to get us through those personal Gethsemanes we heal we overcome and we begin to prosper and yet we begin to forget because things are so good and it says in verse 10 there began to be some disputings among the people and some were lifted up unto pride and boastings because of their exceedingly great riches so I want to know if we were to have scripture written about us and someone was to read about us about you about me in 2000 years were you gonna be like this found in verse 13 some were lifted up in pride and some others were exceedingly humble some did return railing for railing while others received railing and persecution in all manner of affliction and still were humble and penitent before God and thus there became a great inequality in all of the land insomuch that the church began to be broken up so it seems like someone has already written about us 2,000 years from now. Lots of division in our, in our world right now. And maybe your opinion is that it's going on within the church. Nonetheless, there were still some who were converted unto the true faith, and they would not depart from it. For they were firm and steadfast and immovable, willing with all diligence to keep the commandments of the Lord. So which one? are you going to be written about those who were exceedingly prosperous and became prideful and wicked or those who were humble and penitent and were steadfast and immovable I know which one I want to be written about steadfast diligent and immovable so I think about these two pots that are in the front of my house and they are filled with flowers one on each side of the railing as you walk up to our front door same amount of flowers same amount of love and care water attention planted just the same way by my husband as a gift to me for Mother's Day the one on the left is robust and full and fluffy yellow flowers round and and gorgeous and the other one is smaller more closed up not full of the same vitality and life as as the one on the left And my husband would just be perplexed. He'd go out there and he would try to do different things to to get the one on the right to grow and flourish like the one on the left. And he just couldn't figure it out why that one was really struggling. So one day as I was backing out of my driveway, I looked over and I saw that the one on the right was just 
in the shade of a tree that's planted in the center of the front yard, but it was tall enough that it is tall enough that it covers that pot of, pl- of flowers on the right. It gets sun throughout the day, but just during a certain part of the day when that shade from the tree falls on that pot of flowers, it's not getting the sunlight. And I had an aha moment. Oh, that pot on the right is in the shadows. The pot on the left has full sun all day long. And that's exactly how we are. Are we in the shadows where we are the withering, struggling pot of flowers that more closed up and curled into itself? Or are we on the left, full of light and flourishing and robust and round and fluffy? I don't know that we want to be called round and fluffy, but I'm trying to get a vision in your mind. The obvious difference between the one on the left and the one on the right. So what are your shadows? Is your shadow a sin? Are your shadows that you're not reading your scriptures? You're not searching, applying them to your life like I wasn't? What are your shadows? Are you being inflicted with pain that's causing you to feel anger towards your Father in heaven? everyday trials of life what is your shadow that's causing you to be like the pot of flowers on the right so in verse 20 of third nephi chapter 6 it says i am mormon a pure descendant of lehi i have reason to bless my god and my savior jesus christ that he brought our fathers out of the land of jerusalem and that he hath given me and my people so much knowledge unto the salvation of our souls So as I look at that pot of flowers on the right and identify it with myself, am I grateful? Am I grateful for my forefathers who have fought valiantly, who stood steadfast and immovable and conquered much to bring forth the the church to this land, to bring forth the Book of Mormon, to fight for our religious freedom? I am eternally grateful for that just like Mormon is grateful for his ancestors who left Jerusalem, even Lehi. So he says, so the Savior says to us, Yea, ye ought to search these things. Yea, a commandment I give unto you that ye search these things diligently. And President Elder Bateman, I call him President Bateman because I knew him years ago when he was the president at BYU, when my husband was employed at BYU. He uses that scripture from 3 Nephi 23.1. Yea, a commandment I give unto you that ye search these things diligently. And diligently, that, that word is continually coming up. In order to come unto Christ and be perfected in him, each person needs to receive a testimony of the Lord's words. Some individuals falter because they falter to open the books. Others because they read casually. Others would expect is a, there's a difference between diligent searching and not and it's and it's obvious in the pot of flowers which one is in the shadows not receiving the full gospel sunlight and then there's the one on the left that's receiving the full light of day just like the full gospel the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ which pot of flowers are you so Elder Bateman shares a story of a small six-year-old boy who wandered away from his handcart during a storm and was lost. And Robert and Ann Parker realized their boy was missing and 
a search party was put together and they were searching for two days until they decided that the company needed to move on. And so the mother went with her other children and left her husband back to follow the trail and look in areas that the search party maybe hadn't searched yet. And she pinned a red shawl to his shoulders. And his instructions were that if she, if he finds their little boy and he is dead, then he is to wrap the little boy in the red shawl. And if he finds him and he is alive, then he is to wave the red shawl high in the air so that she knows that he was found safely. So the father left and retraced the miles, calling and searching and praying for his helpless little son. One suspects that he did not just casually look behind a few trees or leisurely walk along the trail, but he vigor vigorously searched. At last, he reached a trading post where he learned that a child had been found and was being cared for by a woodsman and his wife. He found his little boy who had been ill from exposure and frightened. Out on the trail each night, Anne and her children kept watching when on the third night, the rays of the setting sun caught the glimmer of a bright red shawl flying high over her husband's head. The brave little mother sank into a pitiful heap in the sand. She slept for the first time in six days. We need to search answers for our lives, the scriptures. We need to search how to become closer to our Savior, how to feel the presence of our Father in heaven. We need to search with that same vigor that Robert searched and hunted for his little boy. The same consistency of a mother searching the horizon, waiting for that red shawl to be visible to her. There are certain blessings obtained when one searches the scriptures. As a person studies the word of the Lord and obeys them, we draw closer to the Savior, says Elder Bateman. The power to resist temptation increases and spiritual weaknesses are overcome. Spiritual wounds are healed. We can grow and flourish like my pot of flowers that lives and flourishes in the daylight, full sun, not caught and lost in the shadows. Have ye been, have ye spiritually been born of God? Have ye received his image in your countenance? Have ye experienced this mighty change of heart? That's from Alma 514. Have ye? Are you basking in the full sunlight of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are you searching diligently how you can draw closer to him, how you can find the answers to the things that you are struggling with in your life. Think about that lost little boy and the father who searched day and night and was successful in finding him. I promise you that you will be successful in drawing closer to your Savior and forget about pride and look to him and ask, what do I need to do to draw closer to thee? And he will enter it into your mind through the Spirit what it is that we can do differently to become more like him. Men and women who turn their lives over to God will discover that he can make a lot more out of their lives than they can. He will deepen their joys, expand their vision, quicken their minds, strengthen their muscles, lift their spirits, multiply their blessings, increase their opportunities, comfort their souls, raise up friends and pour out peace. Whoever will lose his life in the service of God will find eternal life. 
That's a quote from President Ezra Taft Benson, who I looked to and loved so much when I was in high school. So that says to me that my Father in Heaven can do more with my life than I can do without Him and on my own. I want to be living and basking in the full gospel light. So Elder Faust, oh, he was such a wonderful, wonderful general authority, one of the 12, and he passed away in 2007, but this was taken from 1976 when he was in the 70. He says, we should earnestly seek not to just know about the master, but strive as he invited to be one with him. He talked about a set of a set of missionaries that he met in South Africa, and they asked, what is the greatest need in the world? He explained, is not the greatest need in all the world for every person to have a personal, ongoing, daily, continuing relationship with the Savior? Having such a relationship can unchain the divinity within us. It can unchain the divinity within us. So he gives five ways that we can draw closer to the Savior. Five ways. First, a daily communion, a daily communion involving prayer. Morning and night and throughout the day. And admittedly, I do not just fall right to my knees. Lots of times, most of the time, my prayer is in my heart, is in my mind, as I'm driving somewhere, as I'm laying in bed and falling asleep, I'm praying. When I'm finished reading my scriptures, before I give this podcast, I am saying a prayer. I look to my Father in heaven in prayer. Prayer can be the healing water to help us with the trials and the hardships and aches and pains that we all face. And second, a daily selfless service to another. What can we do that is good in this world today, right now? I put a reminder on my phone. It pops up throughout the day, just a little reminder, and it says, follow the Savior. And I do a couple of things. I take just a brief second to think about my Savior, and two, I find some little nugget, some little tiny way that I can serve someone and it might be just taking the trash out of someone's office or um, just complimenting or, or giving a smile so what is wrong with that it's not huge it's not monumental it takes moments out of my day third a daily striving for an increased obedience and perfection in our lives So I've explained before that the reason I decided to start this podcast is because I was like the ball in a pinball machine. So reactionary, something would trigger me and I was all over the place. And recently in a a pretty heavy duty trial as my soul was being scrubbed, I looked to my husband and I said, what is going on? Where is my prayer and scripture that I, I do every single day when I need it? I am not feeling strengthened by it. And I realized it was because I was not living mindfully. I was not living with intentionality, making sure that I pause for a moment and reflect upon my readings of that morning. What can I do right now to apply it? 
That is why I started this so I can be more mindful and I can share with you how vulnerable I am and how how imperfect I am, but I am trying to apply it and share my testimony and love of the gospel with you. Fourth, a daily acknowledgement of his divinity. So a few years ago, I read a story about a young man who was killed. And as they were in the hospital, just before he died, his phone sounded off and they looked at his phone and it was a reminder to follow Jesus Christ. My heart was so touched by that. So that's why I put a reminder on my phone. A little reminder that pops up a couple times in the day that says, follow Jesus Christ. And that's when I make a purposeful moment to acknowledge his divinity. Just as President Nelson challenged us to read all 2,000 and something verses found in the scriptures, when he did that and his wife asked him, what did that do for you? And he said, I am a changed man. This is the prophet of the world. He is a changed man. Can't he get any more perfect? Yes, he can. And he proved that to us, that we have so much more we can grow and learn and become. Think about those potted flowers. Are you in the shadows? Are you enjoying the beautiful sunlight of the gospel? Fifth, a daily study of the scriptures. Search them, just like Robert searched for his little boy. President Kimball said, I find that when I get casual in my relationship with divinity and when it seems that no divine ear is listening and no divine voice is speaking, that I am far, far away. If I immerse myself in the scriptures, the distance narrows and the spirituality returns. I want that. I want that daily. I want to draw the distance between myself and my Father in heaven close the gap. We must constantly be reaching upward for the riches of eternity, for the kingdom of God is within us. I want to close with Doctrine and Covenants 8867, and it says, if your eye be single to my glory, your whole bodies shall be filled with light, and there shall be no darkness in you, and that body which is filled with light comprehendeth all things. Okay, That's, there's the word light. Rise up. Rise up. Be filled with light. Are you cast in the shadows? Are you cast in the shadows in the darkness of the day? If so, bring yourself out of the shadows. Turn back to God. Repent. Search the scriptures. Narrow the gap between you and your Savior and your Father in heaven. And I leave these things with you, hoping that you join me next time. And if you like what I'm sharing, just a little bit of gospel study with you, please share it with others. And maybe through this podcast and your sharing, we can help change another soul. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.